Hey, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast, where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Today is episode 22. It's my angel number, Cameron. It's the number that I like the most. That's your favorite number, 22? Yeah. What do you like about 22? Well, it was the day of the month that I was born. There you go. Um, I a lot of uh, favorite Kentucky basketball players of mine have worn the number twenty-two. It's a multiple of eleven. It's a multiple eleven. It's okay. it's not a prime number. It's a palindrome. Yeah, it it can be <laughs> the Taylor Swift song. Is there a Taylor Swift song for twenty-two? Twenty-two. Look, why should <laughs> I think we just got it? All. Should be really everybody's favorite number at this point. Uh, I'm your host Matt Tapia. With me is a guy girl Santa panel. Cameron, how you doing? Just great. Yeah. You're looking a little bit more rested than you were maybe the last couple of times. Nora slept all the way through the night last night, so I am a little more rested. That's good. That's good. That's progress. Yeah. Awesome. Just keep it going. Uh, Nicole, how you been? I'm good. How's your LaCroix this morning? What flavor do we have? We have, we have the classic lemon flavor. Um, okay. It's very tasty and hydrating. I thought I heard somebody whispering the word lemon. Anyways, uh, and Santa, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Good, good. Uh, you're, can't stop talking about eating pho later on, can't you? Nope. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. It's, it sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it can be exciting getting ready, getting excited for like a, you know, a mom cooked yeah, meal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your so, mom's cooking it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool, that's cool, yeah. I mean, I think everybody has that meal that sure. mom makes that that they yeah. love a lot so but Cameron it's been a while since we've done a podcast has it been like two months or something um probably I mean a lot last one was like the midsummer catch-up right was it I'm even pulling it up right now because it no, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp oh, okay, okay and that was July, July. 15th yeah. that we posted it so around early July oh, so okay. yeah it's been it's been a minute it's been a minute so um I won't say that there wasn't any good movies for us to review. We just have been busy with birthdays and summer activities. It's kind of hard for us to get together, but uh, football season has now been put into effect. Uh, everybody's sort of watching uh, football, and we're all together. And in fact, right now, Santa's looking at some brutal hits of the Vandy-Nevada game. So, but we decided to get together uh, once again for episode 22. Um, follow us at, at Guy Girl Santa. Uh, we didn't pick a movie t- particularly to talk about. We have a theme, though, for this uh, podcast. We'll get to it in a minute, but uh, real quick, what are some movies that everybody's sort of seen since we haven't last caught up? From I, theaters or just in general? Sure. I, for, for whatever re- reason, I watched Burn After Reading last night, which is a Coen Brothers movie that came out in Is that the one with Brad Pitt? It's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, it's I. It, it's, uh, it's kind of surprising it's a Coen Brothers film because it's way weaker than the other movies of theirs that I've watched. Yeah. It wasn't bad, though. Didn't hate it. I think it was kind of funny just because of the dork that Brad Pitt played, right? Brad Pitt's by far the best character, yeah. Yeah. Actually, um... What's the woman's name who's in a lot of Coen Brothers movies? Francis Yeah, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand yeah. McDorm- is actually great yeah. in that movie. She's good. Yeah. Uh, I saw Mission Impossible, whatever tagline. Ghost Fallout Con? Yeah. Fallout? <laughs> Fallout? <laughs> yeah, Fallout. I also kind of thought it was all right. Um, I like those movies, the Mission Impossible ones. I 
felt like they didn't include enough of the, the the B character teams. It was a little bit too much about Tom Cruise. Yeah, like there were too many characters, too many too many big names trying to like like Alec Baldwin had a lot bigger role in this movie. You saw him a lot more than you saw him in other movies, and then and then, and then Henry Cavill, you know, he's the the new guy. You know, mm-hmm. he ended up being the bad guy, yes, but I mean, it's like there was like there was a lot of him in there. A lot of that, mustache. but there was already another bad guy. Yeah. The bad guy from the, the previous movie was in this too, and then it was like I thought Henry Cavill was pretty good. Was he, he was the bad, bad guy because uh, he was just following orders, kind of the man bad guy, or was he actually a bad guy? I think he was a bad guy. I mean, but uh, he. He was in a way following orders, doing doing it probably not the right way, and then his but his boss ended up like throwing him under the bus also. So it was like mm. you know. So I mean, as as far as it goes, I wouldn't say it was the best one, but it was pretty good. What about you, Santa Nicole? We've seen a bunch, I think. We saw Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. How was that? It was heartwarming. It was colorful. It made me kind of want to have another wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it honest to the book? I haven't read the book actually. Uh, so. It's a it's a good rom com, you know. If you like rom coms, it's it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not a musical, is it? No, no. It feels like it should have been. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. It's a, that's the other Asian Indian yeah. Bollywood. Some uh, some interesting trailers coming up. Uh, the trailer for Aquaman basically Boy. makes me convinced that this is not going to work. No, I, I, I it's actually made me want to see the movie a lot more. Because I don't want to see... I either want to see a good movie somehow, like, and yeah. be shocked because it's good, or I want to see a train wreck. Like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. just see some mediocre fish man story, you know? Mm-hmm. It's going to make me want to drink like a fish. <laughs> Have they dropped the Captain Marvel yet? I know there's been a lot of hints, and uh, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I don't, I don't they, think I've seen it. They just un- unveiled it for the first time in, uh, on that Entertainment Weekly cover, but there's no trailer yet. No trailer but, yet. Uh, I'm sure so. we'll see it during the holiday. I mean, movie comes out in March, so I mean that's that's a good seven eight months away. So. Yep, we're just we're just thirsty for it. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit of a of a drought. We've got so. a Marvel withdrawal syndrome. So well, we could like a, well, uh, Black Panther and Infinity War are out on Netflix. I mean, yeah. we all been you know Black Panther this weekend. You know, two weeks ago was was Infinity War. I mean, so Infinity yeah. War hit Netflix first. Yeah. No. Kind of, well. It's it's out there. I don't know if it's Netflix or whatever. No, no, yeah, it's not, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Black Panther's on Netflix. Right. Infinity War, which is out. It's out, yeah. but it's yeah. not on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. that's right. That would be interesting if yeah. they flipped <laughs> yeah. the order no, of those no, two. No, no, no. Yeah, we went and got it on Blu-ray, and it's just as good. I actually, screen. so I never watch them again on Netflix because, you know, uh, I've seen them, and mm-hmm. it's not like it's that hard to remember the plot. But I actually think I will watch Infinity War again. Yeah, because there's more going on there. I'll watch it like when it comes on like HBO or something. Yeah, or, or yeah. Something it might be on now. HBO now. I don't think so, quite yet. Yeah. We'll see. Windowing. So, the lack of having not a better movie, we come up with a different topic. And we've batted around a lot of different topics that we could do where we just didn't necessarily focus on just one movie. And Santa, I believe, came up with this. And it's our pick for the best uh, year in movies. Um, so, what we said was... Everyone's going to pick a year that they think was 
the best year in movies, Cameron. It's that simple. Or it, at least exemplifies a great one. It's clearly yeah. titled. Yeah, yeah. It? It's the best year in now movies. Now I know what you the Oscars are thinking. Right. Best film. Who cares about the Oscars? <laughs> really. I mean, it's just an excuse to eat Chinese food and hang out on a Sunday with your family, right? Or whatever you want to eat. <laughs> I eat Chinese food when I watch yeah. the Oscars. We learned something about you just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people might just make their own steak dinner. Some people might make some pasta. I'm, uh, let's go get some Chinese and watch some movies. Fair enough. So, uh, so Nicole, we were talking about this in trivia of like, how do we make this easier? And you gave me credit, although I think you had a, an idea for it too. We had to pick some categories, right? Mm-hmm. Something to sort of kind of ground us into picking what was that that yeah. we wanted to say this is why it's the the best year in movies. I think it's good because it'll also make you pick like a variety too and not just your your three favorite movies. Absolutely. You, you, gotta, you gotta spread it out. So our category is Santa. Uh, I sort of kind of said well, let me go back to my email. It was the people's choice slash fan favorite slash guilty pleasure. Um Maybe it wasn't a critically acclaimed movie. Maybe it never won an Oscar. But it's a movie that everyone, you know, knows and loves. Um, so, uh, I don't think any of us picked this year, 1978. But you may have said, well, National Lampoon's Animal House. That's, mm-hmm. everybody loves that movie. It's a hilarious movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's really, really good. Uh, the second category is the Milestone movie. Uh, this movie was historically significant. It brought a change in the way that movies were made or ignited a franchise or a commonality of themes for movies going forward. Mm-hmm. And last was the movie that defined the year. When you think of the year, you think about this movie. It made the year what it was. It was a reflection of our current state of society. Or maybe Cameron was just simply that it overshadowed all the other movies. Yeah. So let's go around real quick and uh, I, we'll start with the people's choice fan favorite guilty pleasure category and we're going to start with Nicole. Nicole, say your year and say your movie for the people's choice fan favorite guilty pleasure. Alright, so I had some trouble picking. I kind of bounced around a couple years to pick but I eventually decided on 2015 because I wanted something wow. a little more modern. Yeah. And you millennial, I, you. I think there's like we're in, in such a great era of movies. I wanted to look at one of the years that kind of started mm-hmm. started all the exciting movies that we see coming out. And f- this was the easiest category for me to pick: the fan favorite, guilty pleasure, Furious Seven. There you Ooh. go. I mean, for sure. That is probably I think the best one of the Fast and Furious franchise. It was the last movie Paul Walker was in. It was super emotional. The Rock was in it. The Rock was in it. It was great. It was awesome. Now, now had you seen the other six movies? Oh yes, before I that? have. But but <laughs> by choice, saying... or did Santa tie you down to a chair and make you uh-huh. you know watch them? Or uh, he he asked me nicely, to, or you just kind of put them on. I think. I mean, if they were on, and then... We like, scoured McKay's... I just am imagining, like, the scene from A Clockwork Orange where he's being re-educated. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, this uh, this is the one I definitely enjoyed the most, and I can see why it's a lot of people's favorites. And if that little ending with Paul Walker doesn't make you tear up, then I don't know where your heart is. Mm. All right. Well, fair enough. Fast... Or the Furious 7. Furious 7. So, and... 
Vin Diesel was in that one too, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the one where, or was it an earlier movie that Rock and Vin had their beef? They fought in the fifth one. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then the Rock kind of joins the crew for the sixth and the seventh one. Was the Rock bad at the beginning, or they just yeah. had a different? The Rock was the Rock was the he was there to capture. He was Vin the Diesel law the enforcement yeah, guy. He was the the, the 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 head of the task force. Yeah, out to catch. Vin Diesel and his crew in the in the fifth movie. Gotcha. Small then, small yeah. shout out to Ant Man for also being a, a good choice for fan favorite, mm. but not mm-hmm. quite as good as Furious Seven. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we will do some honorable mentions once we get to the categories. Santa, your people's choice, fan favorite. For okay. what year? For okay. and your year. Tell us your year too. I'm doing 1999, and there was just way too many movies to try to try to get through, and. I ended up on Varsity Blues. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a... Whoa. I don't want your laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just basically the the movie that defined the MTV generation. Totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially at the, the end of the 90s. The TRL crew and all that stuff. That yeah. It was like, yeah. That, yeah. It, it was a good, you know, high school... Football, football movie just like whenever you hear you know there goes my hero yeah right. yeah uh i mean they did one of those uh spoof movies had a lot of uh that yeah. i can't remember which one it was but i think that was not another teen movie no. not another teen movie yeah coach says it's fine when you beat for years <laughs> yeah but no yeah billy bob was important mm-hmm. yeah. john john voight was actually i thought did a really good job as the, yeah. the head coach i thought and, that movie had a good message it's kind of it, it was I feel like it attacked a lot of uh, small town football movie tropes. Sure. Or like kind Texas of a, football. Yeah, Texas like football, to, especially. Maybe maybe not tropes, but address some concerns people have about the level of football culture in Texas. Right, and how like how you know, all he did was win the coach won in high school football. I mean, how big of an accomplishment is that for him to be the way he was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Uh, and I think that was like was that James Vanderbeek's like first big movie after he was like really hot with yeah. Dawson's Creek and everything so that was, well, was that while Dawson's Creek was still going I on? think it was like yeah right in the middle of it because Dawson's Creek started in like 97, 98 mm-hmm. and ended in like 2002, 2003 so I mean it was like peak peak beak yeah peak beak yeah <laughs> I definitely think it's a fan favorite for sure uh, I, I'll, I'll watch it if it's on television <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Furious 7 though but you went out on a limb there. I, I appreciate you being bold like that, Nicole. So, uh, Cameron, your so, People's Choice fan yeah. favorite and the year you chose. So I chose 1982. And the, the People's Choice, the fact that it's People's Choice slash fan favorite slash guilty pleasure makes picking one really hard. Sure. Because there's, like, People's Choice because it's beloved, but then there's also guilty pleasure because, you know, guilty pleasure. So yeah, because yeah. we're going to go through some honorable mentions later... I'll save the honorable mentions, but my pick is E.T. Sure. Uh, obviously. I, I don't think I really need to explain why, but, you know. Since, the the since edited or unedited version? With uh, the, the unedited. Always, with the, yeah, with the guys, unedited. not the walkie With talkies. the guns. Yes. Yeah, I've like, actually never seen E.T. Just, You've never just, seen just E.T.? Just it out there. Uh, it's, it's really good. I mean, I'm not a big fan of E.T. Yeah, you've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. I haven't seen Varsity Blues. But. So I rewatched it recently for some reason, and there's like... Stranger Things. Maybe that's why, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's one of those things as a kid, you don't pick up on a lot of stuff that's going on. There's, totally. There's a lot of depth in that movie. I just, I mean, it's a great movie. It 
define Steven Spielberg as, or maybe not. He was already a big name. It was director, a good Steven Spielberg movie, maybe in the fact that it defined how he did movies with kids. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was another movie before that where he had children involved as much as he did, but this was this was very much a child focused. Yeah. And who directed the Goonies? Oh, uh, oh, uh, not Spielberg. Uh, uh, Richard Donner. Richard Donner. Okay, but like I think. Uh, he's executive producer again. He's Spielberg. Okay, movies. yeah, but I think like E.T. and the Goonies, and there's probably other. Stand by Me is I think another example where it's mm-hmm. like I think the '80s, like a huge theme in the '80s was movies about kids, sure. where the kids are coming not idiots. Age. With yeah, coming, coming of age, but also like uh, they're in idea, some cases smarter than the yeah. Adults. The adults are window dressing. They're either one dimensional or idiots. You know, the kids can do anything. You know. It's I don't, I don't know it's kind of a it's different than the way we portray children in movies. I definitely think that's true, and I also picked uh, an '80s movie, and I have uh, '80s year, and I have that kind of theme in mind as well. Um, Et yeah. great choice. Yeah. Uh, you Speaks know, for itself. Yeah, one hundred percent. So my year was 1987, which was the best year. I don't care what you all say. <laughs> uh, and my people's choice fan favorite guilty pleasure it. It's a movie that has everything. It has fencing, it has fighting, it has torture, it has revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Do you want me to guess? It's The Princess yeah. Bride. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you don't like The Princess Bride, you're, you're just not a nice person. The, you, you have well, no soul. I, I, I just say this all every time that the movie comes up. The movie, for me, literally goes downhill halfway through the movie. Uh, what 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 was the turning point? After when he goes down the hill, down the hill. oh boy. It, becomes, it becomes a chick flick at that point. <laughs> Just the for a few minutes, and I I don't know that there's nothing chick flickness about uh, the the man in black fighting Inigo yeah, Montoya, and Fezzik or whatever the guys. Well, it has a great cast. Yeah. Carrie Oles, Robert, Robin Wright, Wallace Shawn, Christopher Guest, Mandy Panikin, Billy Crystal, uh, and of course, Andre the Giant. I, I think if you have Andre the Giant in your movie, you just are automatically just an awesome movie. How many movies has he been in? Maybe two. Yeah. So, uh, there was Andre and Me with Billy. That I guess, was it even really a movie? Was it like a documentary type of thing? I don't know. It's highly quotable. I mean, if you think about lines like "inconceivable," right. um, uh, "killed my father," get involved, uh, cross the Sicilian when matters of death are involved, or however that's yeah, never land, get land involved with Sicilian when yeah, or never never get land war with Asia. Uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. People with masks should not be trusted. Uh, yeah, I just tons of them. Mm-hmm. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Billy Crystal was just fantastic in the movie, and you know, uh, it's a movie that I feel like when you're when I'm when I was uh, homesick, you watch that mm-hmm. movie because right. that's how the movie sick. started. Yeah. yeah, Fred Savage. Uh, or at least it's faking me. His his best movie because we all know how movies it's like only movie right? No. That's, the Wizard, vice versa, uh, Little, Little Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, it's it, believe me, it's his best yeah. movie. Trust me. Uh, yeah, Fred he Savage does great is, in those Honda commercials, though. He's he's a great TV star. We'll just leave it at that. Um, all right, so those are our four for the uh, fan favorites. Uh, 
let's switch to the next category. Uh, Santa, we're going to start with you. Uh, so this is the historically significant, or no, milestone movie is what we called mm-hmm. it. it. It it can be historically significant. It brought a change in the way that movies were made or ignited a franchise or common theme for movies going forward. So uh, my choice for the 1978 one, which was not my year, was an example was Superman. Great uh-huh. movie, showed a lot of effects, kicked off a big franchise of Superman films and arguably even more Superman films. And ruined Christopher Reeves' career all at the same time. 100%. So Sam, for 1999, your year, what is your milestone movie? Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, for sure. The first, or yeah, the first Matrix. Uh-huh. I mean, that started a revolution in special effects. But, the, but it's so bad to go back and look at that movie now, though. It's like... <laughs> Special effects the movie actually, the special effects the movie were, were good still. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. you can see some of the seams so, in it, but yeah. they still all hold. The up. second two movies, the special effects look going back and looking at those. That was awful. That yeah. was them trying to stretch it <laughs> this, again. The thing where and, he and, fights a hundred of himself yeah. or whatever, a hundred Mr. Smiths. That's yeah. terrible. Like yeah. that's some of the worst. But yeah, Matrix is just like just like the. I mean, that's uh, the Wachowski's best movie, and then it's like they're. Uh, you can literally draw a line with that movie of like before and after. Yeah, just like how I mean just. Just, uh, and then just, it led to, I don't know, good or bad, whatever different cult, you know, like culture things, like thinking about like, you know, where we fit in, in this universe type stuff, you know, it was like, totally. Are we actually in a simulation? You know, yeah. yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. Then. I think it really defined, I think it also like, it's exactly the kind of movie that you expect to see at the end of the nineties because, you know, We'd had a 10-year run where we, you know, the Cold War was over, the economy was good. We were essentially unchallenged, like, no, there, things were great, and so then people get into all these existential questions, you know, if you don't have real shit to worry about, you know, Especially start worrying like about... going forward into a new century, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the 2000s, you know, like, where, like, where are we going to be in the future, you know, yeah. type stuff, mm-hmm. and the, the, the technology and stuff. Existential I, questions. Kind of turned... Keanu Reeves into an action star too. Um, was Johnny there the speed before, before that? Speed, yeah. He, I mean, he was. It, it definitely made. I mean, Point Break. I mean, kind of has been like. Yeah. I think it just <laughs> turned him into a guy who knew kung fu. <laughs> 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 He's like an even bigger star, and not it, it necessarily did, in terms of his acting still. But it, <laughs> it was bankable for him, totally. Yeah. Oh, Probably a lot yeah. more than than Johnny Mnemonic was. Yeah. yeah. Point break. He can do a rom com with Sandra Bullock and nobody even cares. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. He was the red pill man. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and I remember leaving that film and being like, man, they, they use a lot of the, you know, the Joseph Heller, you know, archetype characters there of, you know, the, you know, the youth who goes on a discovery journey like Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, 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 the, the chosen Lawrence, one. Lawrence, yeah, the chosen one. Lawrence Fishburne's character, who I characters Morpheus is, Morpheus he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. the mentor uh, Yoda was uh, the the woman the oracle the oracle yeah um, the mystical power of basically unlocking the matrix that yeah. sort of thing just so, so was uh, Trinity was she was he uh, Leia yeah a strong female <laughs> yeah not you know she she may be you know As in Leia distress she but she knows how to take care of herself or a sexual relationship the action was fantastic I mean the whole wire thing that they did and it was very believable and you, now you see that yeah. a whole lot more so. the bullet time thing was really the the you know like nobody had ever done that before they like invented that for that movie I mm-hmm. think and 
it's just crazy because like afterwards you saw like movies that would never normally focus on trying to have good special effects have good special effects because like the matrix did you know, mm-hmm. it just made it a requirement for a while for every movie to have zippy special effects it was like the peak uh, camera work before like every camera became a 3d camera yeah mm-hmm. yeah so good choice for a milestone movie nicole for 2015 what was yours all right so my milestone movie was star wars the force awakens that's important one um it successfully took a franchise that had really kind of seen the worst of everything in the prequels it it had been dormant for a while it had been dormant for a while expectations were very high for this huge turnout a lot of people came but i think a lot of people including myself were a little wary like I remember all this when the prequels came out. I wasn't so sure it'd be living up to what what it could be. Fool me once, shame on you. Mm-hmm. And I think they you did... Don't fool me twice. E. <laughs> I think they did a really good job in taking a, an, an older franchise and has seen a lot of things and meant a lot of things to a lot of different people and turned it into something to be excited about again. I think you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also say it's Milestone because it was... The, the Disney mm-hmm. first venture of the whole, you know, Star Wars thing. It was the first Star Wars without George Lucas, which, you know, may have made it better, too, with him not being there. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, we had uh, the two main characters. One was a woman, the other was a black man. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Notable in that way. Totally. Those two characters are really the best thing to, to come out of the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, or Kylo. No. No, you <laughs> Poe Dameron's character was okay. I mean, no, I don't dislike, you know, Kylo or Poe Dameron, but uh, Ray and um, Finn are, Finn. Like, you know, those are the interesting they're, they're, they're the best two that aren't a toy. Mm-hmm. Like BB-8. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, always, the droids are always awesome. Um, Anything more? No. I mean, that's... That's one of those ones that just kind of says it for itself. That's, you don't really that's sell my it. argument. Yeah. All right. Well, for her, it's tough because she picked such a recent year, and it's it's hard to, to gauge. We that's won't know yeah, why we won't I, I didn't recommend her year change. <laughs> she initially went with 2001. I, still, I, I, I thought you had something running there. I, I still feel good about this because I, I'm more excited about movies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. because of the changes that years like 2015 made, we'll see. I'm not as excited about going back and rewatching movies from the 80s or 90s. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see how you feel about your year once you get your scores. Um, <laughs> the score is arbitrary. Yes, we'll talk about the scoring system I mean, here. The whole idea that everybody yeah, wins and we just get participation trophies is very of the tw- the 2000s. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's a 2000s thing. Actually, no, it's a we're not going to come out of this with okay. You know, obviously this year was the best right, year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to encourage you all to go uh, listen to our podcasts and tweet us at, at Guy Girl Santa and tell us what you think. But Tell us in detail why we're wrong. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we love to hear those tweets. Um, mine, I'll go ahead and go for my milestone movie. Uh, sleep all day. Party all night. Never grow old. Never die. It's fun to be a vampire. Yes, that's right. It's the Lost Boys. <laughs> 
All right, Tyler. The silence was just great. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen The Lost Woods either. I've seen it. It's good. I saw it recently. I didn't see it as a kid. It's a so. great film. It was underrated. It's it was, cool. It's a cult classic. Uh, here is why I think it's a milestone movie. Uh, it made vampires sexy. So when you think about movies like Twilight or... Interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the, the whole Blade series. I mean... A vampire being a cool, sexy character, not just this gothic, you know, Dracula-like yeah, it, thing. It, made, it brought it to like the modern age. Yeah, yeah. It it just did. I mean, and that, it was the first Dracula one to do it, in like the '90s, right? Yeah. So it's it's following that tradition yeah, as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it also was a lot. Of, you mentioned Goonies earlier. A lot of people almost said like, it, "This is like if the Goonies had." had grown up and, mm-hmm. and and now are teenagers and they are fighting yeah. vampires instead of pirates or that sort of thing. Uh, and then, of course, another reason why it's a milestone movie, it launched the greatest teen combo ever. That's right, the two Corys, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Uh, after they did this, they did License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. They owned Hollywood. And this was the first movie of them being together. So that's why Lost Boys is my milestone movie. And y'all can hate on it as much as you want. <laughs> I don't hate Lost Boys. I, I, I've seen it and I saw it, you know, I've seen, I saw both The Goonies mm-hmm. and Lost Boys as an adult. Like, I know I don't have any nostalgia factor there. I thought The Goonies was truly a great movie as an adult. Yes. This one isn't as good as The Goonies, but it's still really good. And, like, it's got a lot of cool ideas and a lot of classic scenes, like where he's eating... The Chinese food and stuff. Sure. Oh, you're eating worms, man. Yeah. Like, it's a good one. Are you maggots? Are you maggots? Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you eat both. Yeah. So, speaking of Chinese food. All right, Cameron, lay it on us. 1982 right. milestone movie. Um, so, I just, you had mentioned something about it. it could be historical. So, just want to point out that Gandhi came out in 1982, and that's a very historical movie. So, that's worth a watch if you're bored. But now, my actual choice is uh, Blade Runner mm. because. Uh, in terms of you know its future impact on movies, I it, I don't think by any means it was the first dystopian, you know, science fiction movie, but it really you know put its mark on that genre. And it's at this point you know we've talked bef- before on this podcast about how the dystopian trope ha- is like everywhere saturated. People are beating it like a dead horse. Yeah, uh, and you know Blade Runner was one of the seed movies for that it had for its time incredible special effects um i'm not sure if it was the first philip k dick movie to be turned in or first philip k dick book to be turned into a movie but um you know it 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 addresses like a lot of themes that are consistent throughout his book about you know not being quite sure you know if you're really who you think you are and stuff like that yeah Similar um, to The Matrix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I just think you can see echoes of Blade Runner in many sure. movies that have come after it. It really did a good job of like de- defining a like sort of vibe. And There's a lot of callbacks. Movie. I mean, we were just mentioning about Star Wars and mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Two when they had the fight scene or the chase car chase scene uh, in Coruscant at night. That was a lot. Look, that look was inspired by Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, they even did a remake slash sequel of it. Recently. Yeah, and I thought that sequel was really good. I think it was a little too, um, I don't know, uh, heavy-handed. No, no. Well, so there was parts that I there was pro- the movie wasn't perfect, but.
but I think it was a little bit too uh, introspective and cerebral for a mass market audience. Like, I mean, the first movie didn't do well in theaters either. So, mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up the milestone movie. Now on to uh, our final category, which is the movie that defined the year. So when you think of the year, you might think about this movie. It, it made the year what it was, or it was a reflection of our current state as, as a society, uh, or simply it was just the movie that shadowed, overshadowed every other movie. So we'll go back to you, Nicole, for 2015. What movie defined the year? All right. Well, I cheated a little bit here. I did pick one of these to be scored, but I did pick two movies for this. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you probably should so you're pick cheating your, is what. So you're you probably saying. should pick your first one because I think our scorekeeper Tyler picked the first one that she got. I, she, we communicated. Okay. We communicated <laughs> silently. Um, so my two movies are Mad Max: Fury Road and Inside Out. Mm. Oh yeah, those are good movies. Yeah. They're two great movies, but they both kind of represent two different ways movies are going. One is uh, uh, with. Mad Max Fury Road, just a back, going back to classic action scenes like that, taking old franchises and making them into something newer or maybe even better than what they were before, mm-hmm. um, which is something we're doing with a lot of these remakes that are coming out. Um, and and like with The Force Awakens, uh, putting a maybe a female in the main character seat and watching her totally be great at it. Mm. Um, so I, I wanted to pick that, but I also wanted to pick Inside Out because um, I think we're also trying to be a little more introspective and thoughtful and emotional and uh, care about maybe things we, we wouldn't make movies about earlier. Sure. Especially for children. So It was, it was I love Inside Out. It's, it's a great movie. It was clever. It's so. a great movie. It's a great story. And it tackles topics that you wouldn't think would make for a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did I picked Inside Out to be scored for this, but it was a really tough decision, and I think they should kind of. Fury Road's also an amazing movie. I they're mean, they're both yeah good movies. It's probably Visuals one of the best movies. action with it got nominated for Oscars, good. didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside Out won an Oscar. Did it win Best Picture? No, that's no. animated. Yeah, best animated. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. animated films could win Best Picture. They usually don't, right? Have they ever? No, no, they they're not. They've been nominated, but, the, but was Fury Road nominated for Best Picture? I think it was. Yes. Yeah, I, don't think I mean, keep no, in like, mind that that net, they usually Reddit, pick some big action movie just like so nine, people nine movies. The Oscars. So, nine movies. I think it's just like they're just both represent like two kind of ways movies are going now. So I felt like they should both at least be acknowledged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go next. Uh, 1987 movie to find the year: Oliver Stone's Wall Street. Um, in the late 80s, capitalism was king. Um, getting rich quick was not just a fantasy, it was reality. Uh, stock bro- brokers, investment bankers, all of a sudden these guys became really popular and sexy because, you know, wealth and, you know, accumulating, you know, wealth in forms of houses and uh, cars and boats. I mean, if you wanted to know how many yachts you could jet ski behind, this movie answered it. Um, spending money on stuff you don't need. That was what Wall Street is. And Wall Street also brought one of the greatest icons of, of 
of Greed, which is Gordon Gecko, played by Michael Douglas. Um, I think if you look at every stockbroker movie, there's always a reference to Wall Street. Um, Boiler Room especially is the one that immediately comes to mind, where uh, those guys, you know, they were probably eight or nine when that movie came out, and they're quoting, you know, Gordon Gecko and Wall Street like it's Boiler Bible. Rooms with Ben Affleck and Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Um, it proved that greed was good, and I just there's a lot of great movies. The the I'll go through my honorable mentions here in a minute, uh, but if I had to think of a movie that actually truly defined the year for '87, it was Wall Street. You could say that that movie defined the decade, honestly. Could you could? I mean, people. It's easy to forget now, ten years after the financial crisis, that back then there was like no negative association with Wall Street. Like people did not consider them. Assholes who like they they, they ruin the country. The stock market was the economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like it is now, I guess. But like it was, like it was strictly tied to okay, if you're rich, then you're doing well, and you know that, and then that's the stock market. Yeah, there was very little recrimination. Is like, well, you're rich. Who'd you fuck over to get there? You know. Yeah. It's it's like you're rich. You earned it. You know. Like, yeah. That that was the idea. Well, and then that was you know so. And there's a lot of symbolism in them when they're, you know, Bud Fox was the name of the character, so he's your buddy, or he slides a fox. His dad was very much, was played by his dad, Martin Sheen, it was very much like, you know, look, I, I work with my hands, I fix stuff, you know, you sort of just kind of make money from, you know, almost nothing kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and then there was a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on, and that was a lot of what the film was, too, about, you know, people getting somewhat the short end of the stick because they got acquired by some other company that promised that was going to, you know, do a whole lot more with it and honestly just liquidated it. Right. So, so. really, really important movie to watch. Money Never Sleeps. Cameron, your movie that defined the year. Um, this was a little tricky. For 1982. Yeah, for 1982. Because, like, I was born in 84, so I don't know from a personal standpoint what it felt like to be in 1982. Uh, so for, so I didn't really have anything any insight from that perspective um, but one thing you can't really see from the format we're doing this in is how many cult classics came out in 82 mm. and so for that reason I'm picking John Carpenter's The Thing Ooh. as the movie that defined the year because not Con no no because mm. so that was also a good pick but. Con, con I, so Con Wrath of Con is a great movie but I don't think it defined the year so like People consider the thing to be John Carpenter's best movie. He's the master of practical effects, and this movie is just like the you know the Ben Hur of practical horror movie effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know the '80s was you know there was no CGI was nascent. Like Tron had incredibly basic CGI. Yeah. But the '80s was the era of big budget practical effects. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could do anything with practical effects, and this movie showcases all the things you can do. Mm-hmm. And like if you go and watch the remake, the remake is total shit, because it's just lazy CGI. There There's actually a lot of good John Carpenter milestone movies, mm-hmm. I think. I, when I was using 1978 as an example, I almost mm-hmm. picked Halloween as a movie that defined the year, yeah. just from the fact that it defined, or at least a milestone movie, in the fact that it defined how, you know, like a... a uh, a horror slasher film right. would, would, would come out to be so the thing's a really good choice for the movie to define the year for sure 
Santa, you wrapping us up with 1999, the movie that defined the year. Did she have a comment yet? No, yeah, she did. Oh, she did. She oh. did. She picked two. She Wait, picked wait, Inside Out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we know who's sleeping I, on the couch tonight. This was this was tough. There were a lot of movies, obviously from '99. I think there was a lot of movies in all of our years, Santa. Yeah. So there are, keep there, keep up with those. There, are, there are a lot of really good movies in '99. Oh. Mm. Unlike your all's years, yeah. there was good movies. In like at least at least. A lot of people see my movies. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so my pick was Fight Club. Mm. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. why did that define the year, or why was it the movie that made the year? Because, like, it, it, like all my all my picks kind of like kind of almost go hand in hand, and like the, it's just like the you know the the end of the nineties, end of a century, going forward into the next century. And and me growing, you know, like being, you know, eighteen, nineteen, in nineteen ninety nine, getting ready to hit adulthood and having to go out on my own type stuff, mm-hmm. and then like seeing this movie like Fight Club, where you know it's it's the the where not everything is 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 peachy, yeah, you know, yeah, and stuff, you know, yeah. and then it's like capitalism sucks and. And learning about like other, uh, you know, aspects of of, of life. You know, People disappoint and, you. Uh, you can, you know, you know, feeling pain is better than feeling nothing at all. Yeah. Isn't that also? I, I've read like some of their database. Speaking of the year and the time, isn't like they're like a Starbucks almost in every scene, like a cup or there's something with Starbucks. I want to say that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the movie is very anti-materialist. And if you think about. In the yeah. ni- late 90s, you know, that's when like, Starbucks started popping up right. just everywhere. Well, and the Ikea is featured very prominently. Like, at the beginning of that movie, it, like, turns his apartment into an Ikea catalog where it shows the name and price of every object in it. And he talks about, like, saving up for, like, the next thing. And, like, it's, it's a, it's a like, a angry rebuttal to, like, a lot of materialist idea that I think is kind of, that came up in the 90s kind of like what what we were saying before like it was a 10 year period where everything was great and you know we didn't really have a lot to worry about and we just it was, got it was about yeah. hoarding, hoarding yeah, we were, wealth we were yeah. peak materialism and the 90s we started off with hey maybe you know wealth is just you know sucks you know and that capitalism sucks and you know a little bit depressed and if you think about everything with grunge that kind of came up through all that and then at the end you know people were just like eh yeah, maybe this is we're, all going to hell right now. We were in a recession at the beginning of the '90s. Then the economy mm. boomed. We had like the long, this huge economic expansion. Everyone was making money, mm. and by 1999, people were almost tired of it. They were tired of winning. Because if money, money is the root of your happiness, you're never going to be happy because you're never going to have enough money. Yeah, and it's like if you have all your material needs yet met, and you're still not happy, then it's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not happy? I also think, you know, all of a sudden, it probably, they were probably before 1999, but I think about movies with the twist, the first two that come to mind are uh, The Sixth Sense and Fight Club, oh. both in the same, the same year. Yeah, uh, but twist at the end that said, oh shit, if I go back and rewatch that film now, knowing what so I know, it was, it's, yeah. it's almost a whole other film to watch. So, good choice. Uh, so, uh, before we get to the scorings, honorable mentions, Nicole, do you have any for your year? Yeah. Um, I already mentioned Ant-Man. It's a great movie, but not... So it's a fun movie, but it's not a great movie. Um, Sicario's pretty good. If you've mm. seen that, the sequel's coming out this year. 
Carol. Mm, Carol. Mm-hmm. What was that? Um, it came out. Carol was a in 2015. It was based off a book. It was about a the board, not board housewife, a woman, Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. Marriage was going down the drains, and then she develops a relationship with a young, younger female. And this was like in the fifties, and then so Cable Lynch's character was going through a divorce, and one of the clauses in the divorce, and there's a kid involved for custody of the kid, is that she couldn't have relations with anybody basically, and and she ended up having. I don't know, Relations with a young woman that was forbidden right. at the, in the time, and, and it was I think you really like this movie, Santa. You, you, you're, 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 <laughs> I, I saw. You, I saw. You can write the back of the the, the DVD <laughs> for I, this one. That's why I let him talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other more honorable mentions? Creed. Creed. Oh, that's, that's a really good yeah. one. Sequel yeah, comes out soon. that was awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about the sequel. Maybe Miss an Impossible Rogue Nation. Mm. What about you, Cameron? Honorable mentions for oh, you. So there's so many big movies that came out in this year so just to list some other cult favorites Tron Conan the Barbarian The Dark Crystal Pink Floyd's The Wall oh that's a good one yeah like major year for cult classics um, also some important animated movies came out this year The Secret of Nim do you guys oh yeah that? I definitely yeah. do remember that Nicodemus uh, The yeah. Rats yeah so, Secret of Nim uh, I love movies or I love cartoon movies that are not schmaltzy and just for kids. Like yeah. an adult can go to that movie totally. and enjoy it. Also, The Last Unicorn. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's an old one. Uh, mine were Dirty Dancing. I think yeah, every young yeah. woman loves Dirty Dancing. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, which won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Two movies in one. Robocop. I mean, who doesn't love Robocop? Robocop was great. Lethal Weapon, uh, action buddy cop movie. That, uh, there's probably other ones, but that's the first one I always think of. Raising Arizona, I think mm-hmm. it's just an awesome, most quotable movie. Uh, and then we get into some more guilty pleasures. The Monster Squad, I just love The Monster Squad. I'm just saying it. Overboard, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, they remade it. I, every time that movie's on, I want to watch it. Master of the Universe, which we also covered in a yeah. podcast earlier, and Spaceballs. So. There you go. Santa, your honorable mentions for 99? There's just way too many lists. Just go through them, buddy. Okay. I did. So we, we mentioned Sixth Sense, American Beauty, which yeah. won Oscar that year, Blair Witch Project, which kind of like Ooh. found footage mm-hmm. movie. That, that could have been a monster movie. Footage, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the Mummy. I mean, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, uh, that was good. Uh, Toy Story Two, which yeah, you know, some people deal. you know say but, it was better than one. Uh, that one was actually nominated for Best Picture. It uh, mm-hmm. won Best Animated Picture. And Phantom Menace, I mean, I bring that I up. I mean, but. Notorious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, American Pie. Oh, really? That was yeah. 99? Yes. Office Space. Mm. Even though, I mean, that, that could have been like the, the, the cult, whatever. Pop, popular yeah. fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Boys Don't Cry. What was which, Big Daddy? That's the Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Where he put that on your honorable mentions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I put Overboard. That was back when Adam Sandler still made funny movies. So that was like probably the beginning. Big Daddy was funny. Yeah. South Park. Oh yeah, it's like musical animated movie. Then you got, and then you know, she's all that. Cruel Intentions. Ten Things I Hate About You. Never Been Kissed. I mean, these are all like. 
Like, yeah. Before the YA movies became like action movies. This was like young this, adults. Yeah, young adults back like, when young like adults late teens, liked yeah. interpersonal dramas. Like there were rom coms. Yeah. That, you know, but, uh, now everything's a goddamn dy- dystopian <laughs> thing. Thanks, Blade Runner. <laughs> well, 99 was definitely a good year. Uh, so we didn't want it to just sort of end and not come up with some sort of resolution. So we brought in an impartial third party, Mrs. Tyler Thompson. Uh, so, Tyler, we gave you our three movies ahead of the time. We asked you to score them in whatever way you, you seem fit. And that will be, you know, the Tyler Thompson award-winning best movie of the year. The prize to be determined, maybe uh, whoever wins, we do, a, we do a retrocast of, of a movie you're choosing from that year. That sounds like a good idea. What do you got, Tyler? So I did this last minute, but I just took the average of the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score, and Metacritic. And should I go through each movie or? Well, start start with start with last place, and who <laughs> and what was the worst movie? <laughs> well, I mean, am I taking the average of all three movies? Yeah, you're taking the average of all three movies. Take the overall. So, so, so who who finished last in their in their year? Santa, I'm sorry. Really? What? Varsity Blues tanked you. So wow. Varsity Blues had a critic score yeah, of 40%. Yeah, at the time it was really low. Yeah, that, that's why and I And a Metacritic score yeah. of 50%. Yeah, that's cool. That's weird, though, that is not great. a bad movie. Well, at the time it was a bad movie. The audience yeah. score was yeah. 76%. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> so, so you finished some. with an average of 72.4%. See, I thought Santa was easily going to be in the top well, two. Well, because I picked... It was hard to pick that... that because like if I pick like the six cents whatever yeah that role, right it, would, it, it would, probably would have been higher yeah because yeah. yeah, six cents was nominated for an Oscar so, mm-hmm. so. Santa wasn't in it so, for it he just wanted to talk about Varsity Blues yeah and yeah, that's fine yeah in third place is Matt nineteen eighty seven with seventy eight point three percent twenty fourteen not a good year uh, Wall Street. <laughs> Wall Street Wall- really yeah Wall Street had a Metacritic rating of fifty six percent. They really did not like it. Are you freaking kidding me? It's so weird. So wait, the Lost Boys had a Metacritic rating higher than Wall 63 Street. Sixty-three to fifty-six. Yeah, that's not that so. much. So one thing I don't understand about these things is when you look back in time at like Rotten Tomatoes scores for movies that came out way before Rotten Tomatoes existed, like what are they pulling from? I know they're that old they're, reviews. Yeah, they're reviews. Yeah. They're critic reviews. But who just? But like when you submit a Rotten Tomatoes review, you you score it as part of the submission and like. That's like how it's determined whether it's a fresh tomato or a, squ- a splat tomato. Yeah, so they're just going, they're just calling whatever uh-huh. information is available to have. Like, I mean, there were movie reviews in that time. They're yeah, I know the. Yeah, by that. I know they're pulling. Yeah, it's just yeah. seems not kind as of many. confusing yeah. and. You know. All right, runner so, up. Runner I'm a little up worried now. Is Cameron? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> With eighty-four point seven percent. Uh, That's actually pretty high lowest. Your lowest was the thing. Yeah, it's not a super well-reviewed right. movie. Uh, Metacritic it. hated it, actually. So critics trashed it, but yeah. like they're basically wrong. The audience <laughs> score was ninety-two percent. So I really, really can't believe Nicole. Just and Nicole won, won by less than a point. I still won. Oh, so it was really close. Yeah, it was very close. Oh, okay. It was very close between them and, and then like a long time. So it sounds like if I had picked Rocky three instead of the thing, <laughs> uh, I would have won. So Nicole, you were pretty much high marks across the board. I'm glad you chose Inside Out. It was much 
Well, actually, the reviews for Mad Max were pretty high, too, but... It, it definitely but when you're only ahead by half a point, it matters. <laughs> I think the Inside Out made up for Furious 7, which did not do well in the eyes of the critics. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it to. Yeah. Basically, why... Metacritic is really snobby. So yeah. oh, That's yeah. why Santana likes Metacritic. Yeah. Just guess, out of all the movies you all picked, the lowest rated movie by Metacritic. Varsity Crossover yeah. Blues. Yes. 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 <laughs> Followed by Wall Street, The Thing, and... So that's the thing Lost about boys. the thing is like critics hated it, audiences hated it, like nobody appreciated that's like it's the true definition of a cult classic. Uh, nobody appreciated it when it came out, but if you watch it now, like a lot of it's people, a good movie. They didn't understand it. Or yeah, like, like why? it's not like there's not hackneyed shit happening. They really like thought that out. Like the ending was too the, ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. I mean impartial third-party judging right here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really... I do feel like you worked the system a little bit. I did not work the system. You had the most recent movies, which are going to have more ratings. I mean, maybe. You can argue that in Rotten Tomatoes, the the later the year, the more inflated the scores, because Rotten Tomatoes is itself like a business thing at this point. <laughs> like, people tout their Rotten Tomato scores. They're owned by certain production mm-hmm. companies. I didn't, I didn't know we were... Judging a year before we came the here, Gre- I already Regal or somebody, yeah. some movie. The fact that you didn't know doesn't mean you aren't duping the <laughs> no, system. No, but uh, I, like I said, I I wanted to pick a recent year just because yeah. I am so excited about the well, way movies are it, going and what's going to come out in the it, next. Few it's hard years. to judge a year just by three movies. I mean, you, you, all the movies I named in '99. I mean, all. Yeah, movies, I mean, the reason like, I picked '82, it's like it's the depth. It's like yeah. the, or the breadth, I should say. Like, there's so many. Movies that people still remember and discuss from 82 and 99 and 80s, you know. Mm. Well, this was fun. Uh, Nicole, uh, you can definitely pick a year from two, or a movie from 2015. We'll retrocast it as your award. <laughs> retrocast is kind of in quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real big wet retrocast. We should, you should pick a movie and then we should see if we can find it on VHS. Yeah. So just make it feel a little more retro. I mean, that would be really we, funny. We won't. Um, right. <laughs> but tell us what you think was your uh, best year in movies. Uh, tweet us at Guy Girl Santa. We'd love to hear. Love to hear why you think our movies suck because uh, we love to have that kind of feedback. I mean, who doesn't want feedback saying how your picks were terrible? Because it's totally arbitrary. I mean, it's the internet. We all thrive on negative feedback. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. We are going out to watch some football. I hope you guys are too. Uh, please join us next time. We're going to do something even more fun than this. And we will talk to you later. Bye.